welcome, welcome, welcome back to They Made Their Way to the Ring. It's season two, and for this episode, I chose another former diva, a wrestling superstar with many sides to her character. This season so far, I've brought to you some good girls from the squared circle, the ultimate Barbies of WWE, Tori Wilson and Kelly Kelly. Today, I bring to you a darker side, a gothic diva, a little bit older Wednesday Adams, maybe. I'm talking a diva who captured the butterfly belt, the Divas Championship at the history-making age of 21, while simultaneously holding the NXT Women's Championship, the only woman to hold this accolade. A former total diva, a woman who wherever she turns up to throw down, screams, this is my house. This woman is my homegirl and is now all elite. Making her way to the ring, from Norwich, England, Paige. Or, if you're an AEW fan, just for you. Yeah, you'll have to wait until the end of the episode for that. For those who don't know, Soraya was born into a wrestling family in 1992. Her parents wrestled, her brothers wrestled. She even joked that she wrestled her first match as a fetus, but this, I guess, is true, technically. Soraya's mother, Julia Knight, in-ring name Sweet Soraya, or Soraya, however you pronounce it, didn't actually know she was pregnant during her time as an active competitor, and so this has been widely talked about that Soraya has in fact been wrestling her whole life. There is so much to cover here on the career of Paige, or Soraya, however you know her best, so I'm not going to go too deep into a time before WWE, but what I will do is begin with a brief synopsis of the movie Fighting With My Family to give you an idea of the life of Paige prior to WWE. Paige grew up in a family of active performing wrestlers. She and her brother Zach had the same dream, a dream to make it to the big league, WWE. At just 13 years old, Paige was involved in her first match as her dad was short of a girl for the match he had booked for his live event. With no experience, she was taking her first bumps and literally fell in love with it. An opportunity presented itself a little later down the line, which would see brother and sister try out for a chance to win a contract, ultimately becoming a WWE superstar. Paige, not your typical diva, had jet black hair and had a dark gothic style about her. She was English and wrestling was in her blood. She was the only girl to try out in the group of men and would go toe-to-toe with the men battling for the same opportunity. The gloves were well and truly off. She impressed the coaches during her in-ring performance and Paige was the only one to get signed from the group of talent. Her body of work spoke volumes. Paige fought back against the decision for WWE not to hire her brother. She told them they'd made a mistake. You know, she told the coaches, you have to hire us both. They said no. She was the one with the talent. She was the one they were interested in. Now, this caused some tension between the siblings, but Paige's family saw the bigger picture. They saw what this opportunity could mean for her. And with that, she left on a jet plane to the States alone. Paige got to the performance center and worked her ass off. There were other girls aiming to become the next big diva, but they had an issue with Paige. They took a disliking to her, mocking her looks, You know, Paige had a really rough time of it, but she never gave in. She attempted to be just like them, dyeing her hair blonde and dropping her white complexion for a more tanned look and moved forward with her training, whilst finding it incredibly hard 
Once more, she never backed down. However, this wasn't the page that got signed. WWE knew she wasn't being true to herself. So she she took back the tan, she dyed her hair black, she went back to black and outlasted the other women and her dreams came true. She would become a fully signed WWE diva and the rest was history. If you've somehow not heard about this movie, I sincerely urge you try it. It helps you understand the journey of Soraya from, from then to now, you know, to get to know the superstar that we know now. It's available on a lot of streaming platforms. Just give it a go. It really delves into her as a character, but also, you know, the girl behind the character. The movie actually came around when Hall of Famer and all-round legend The Rock texted Paige telling her he would like to meet her for a talk during the WrestleMania 30 weekend. She went to his office and he told her he stumbled across the documentary about her family while not being able to sleep one night during his filming for Fast and Furious. He told her he loved her, he loved her family and he was going to make a movie of her life and that she was going to debut the next night on Raw and win the Divas Championship. What? Can you imagine? The Rock pulling you aside to tell you he's making a movie about you and your life and you're winning a major world title the next night? <laughs> no, no wonder she was a hot mess. Rounding back to Paige, getting signed, she would start a journey when she was sent to WWE's developmental territory FCW where she would mix it up inside the ring with a number of female stars. Paige's big break came, however, when she got signed to NXT in 2012. She would enter a tournament to crown the first ever NXT Women's Champion. The tournament would see Paige, Tamina, Bailey, Alicia Fox, Summer Rae, Sasha Banks, Emma and Oksana put into one-on-one -on -one matches until the final two were determined to go head-to-head -head, with the prize being the inaugural NXT Women's Champion. Paige would defeat Tamina in the first round, Alicia Fox in the second round and Emma in the finals becoming the first champion. This match was actually slated to be the start of the women's evolution we hear so much about. I mean, would you agree? Was this the turning point? Paige had a successful 273 day title reign with the gold, defending against the likes of Summer Rae, Emma and Natalia. She was actually an undefeated champion due to being stripped of the belt by NXT general manager JBL after a surprise main roster debut. At first, Paige was reluctant to hand over her hard-fought championship, but his reason being was that it would cause conflict having Paige a member of the Raw roster holding an NXT title. Now, it wasn't fair to see the NXT talent as Paige had to focus on travelling all over the world defending the Divas title while they stayed back in NXT with no title to feud over. I mean, is it not like it couldn't have worked? We did see this happen again, remember, with Charlotte in 2020. With the title in his possession, he announced a new tournament would take place. The only issue I had was with this was that the new tournament that took place featured main roster women. Yep, I know it's predetermined, but you know, there was talent like Layla, Natalia. What if they'd have won the title? Would they have had to move to NXT or would they have stayed on the respective brand and defended the, the title in NXT? I do wonder. Because wrestling is a world of what ifs, things change last minute, there's there's always reasons as to why, you know, results come around, but I wonder, could Paige have been the first diva on the main roster before Becky two belts, you know, could she have, 
could she have been the one to hold two championships or was it just too early was it too before the times i don't know WrestleMania 30 came around and we saw then longest reigning Divas champion AJ Lee in a heated rivalry with Raw General Manager Vicky Guerrero. On the 24th of March 2014 episode of Raw, the universe was treated to a Divas Championship match. AJ Lee with bodyguard Tamina at ringside versus Naomi with Cameron in her corner. The match ended with a count out as AJ left the ring declaring she didn't need this. She grabbed a title and exited the ring skipping as she left. Standing on the ramp, she joined in with the ref's count and mimicked the ring announcer as the bell rang. Winner of this match as a result of a count out, Naomi. However, still Divas champion, AJ Lee. AJ blew kisses to Naomi and out came Vicky and she was having none of it. Excuse me, Vicky screeched. Excuse me. What a talent, right? We all love to hate her. Vicky stated AJ made some uncalled for and inaccurate comments on SmackDown the week before. She reminded AJ that they have history. She got AJ fired from Raw and AJ stole her boyfriend. But she was willing to forget all of that because the one thing she wanted to tell AJ was that she was a real bitch. The crowd popped hard. Then came the announcement. At WrestleMania, AJ would defend her Divas title in the Vicky Guerrero Divas Invitational match. She then brought on the Divas. One by one, AJ's opponents were revealed. We had Naomi. She looked ready to go. We got Cameron, who also looked excited, but then came Naomi's instant obvious disapproval. We then saw on stage Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, Natalia, Eva Marie, Emma, Aksana, Alicia Fox, Summer Rae, Rosa Mendez, Layla, and finally Tamina. Do you recall seeing that sinister look on Tamina's face? That split second she realised she had a chance. I remember thinking this was Tamina's time. She was either going to turn on AJ or get a clean win. I did not expect what came next. Hot off the heels of WrestleMania, Monday Night Raw came around. It was a day I won't forget. April the 7th, 2014, AJ's 295th day as being the Divas Champion. AJ skipped to the ring with a new energy, Tamina by her side. She came to tell the crowd how she defied the odds and beat the 13 other Divas that were put in her way. She reminded us how she was the longest reigning Divas champion of all time. She told us how, after a pipe bomb segment, she gave the Divas 294 days to prove her wrong, to prove she wasn't the best at what she does. But they couldn't. She was the hero of this story. That WrestleMania was AJ Lee versus the world she is the best diva in the world the savior of the divas division and she said i am the divas division then out of nowhere i mean absolutely out of nowhere came the primal screech and the nxt women's champion page had arrived on monday night raw Paige came to the ring clapping for AJ. She said she came to do what no one else would, and that was to congratulate AJ on her victory at WrestleMania, champ to champ. Paige didn't get a warm reception from AJ. From the crowd, yeah, they went wild, but not the Divas champion. As we could have guessed, AJ suggested Paige goes running back to NXT because the champ doesn't like to be interrupted. Paige again, only wanting to congratulate the champ, but AJ reciprocated with a flick to the nose, mocking her, calling her the sweetest little crumpet. 
we then get what we came to see. AJ laid down the challenge. She reminded Paige while she was here in her ring and all fancy and dressed, why doesn't she do to Paige what she did to every other diva last night at WrestleMania? Why doesn't she beat her? Paige looks stunned. She stuttered. No, no, I'm not ready to. No, I'm not. AJ replied with, oh, I think you are and delivered a huge slap. Speaking to the universe, AJ said, ready or not, I think we need to have a match. And for special post WrestleMania treat, she was going to put her title on the line. She demanded a ref and the crowd went wild. AJ got close to Paige, reminding her, ready or not, this is her house. The match started and AJ, with the upper hand, delivered attack after attack, went in for the Black Widow submission, but with a reversal, Paige counted with a huge Paige turner and one, two, three. And new Divas Champion from my home country and youngest ever Divas Champion, Paige. So I want to talk about this for a brief minute. This moment, I don't think it's talked about enough. It was more than a little change. It was a new era, a new generation. When we look at the field then, the match at WrestleMania was great. I have no real complaints. The roster was stacked. We had a lot of time, you know, like a lot of talent on the roster. We had, of course, Natalia, the Bella Twins, um, Tamina, Alicia, Layla, Rosa Mendez. But we had been seeing this story for the best part of a year. AJ defying the odds. Tamina not really doing much, Natalia and the Bellas on a losing streak to AJ, but then Paige came along. It was someone fresh, someone not everyone knew about. And let's face it, a lot of fans then didn't watch NXT, it wasn't what it is today. But Paige instantly connected with the fans. The way the story was told, in my opinion, couldn't have been done any better. It was a true underdog style. She didn't come out all heel, you know, like, I'm the biggest thing in NXT, I'm the champ, I can take you. No, she came out to congratulate the champ, and AJ didn't like that. It was true heel versus face. I didn't like where it went when Paige lost the title. I think they lost her momentum, but all in all, a true favourite segment of mine of all time. From this point, Paige had a first match defending the title on Raw against Brie Bella, which ended in a no contest when Kane broke through the ring attempting to kidnap Brie, furthering his story with Brie's husband, Daniel Bryan. Paige also defeated Tamina at Extreme Rules in her first pay-per-view defence. Paige then entered a rivalry with AJ upon her return in June. She was back and demanded a title rematch. Paige, however, wanted none of it, but reluctantly agreed when the audience made their feelings clear that this was the match they'd paid to see. AJ beat Paige and won the Divas title. The title exchanged hands between the pair back and forth with Paige becoming a two-time Divas champion, defeating AJ at SummerSlam. We couldn't keep up with whether Paige and AJ were besties or enemies, so we settled for frenemies. Now, skipping forward to 2015, because there is a lot to get to, Team PCB is born. The Divas revolution has begun. The Bellas have taken issue with Paige, reminding her that, you know, this might be her house, but she's living in the Bellas world. Iconic. Paige attempted to rally the Divas, but nobody was willing to step to the Bellas and Foxy. After yet more twin magic and Paige just not able to take down the Bellas, Stephanie McMahon calls in some backup. Charlotte and Becky from NXT to join Paige and Sasha joins Naomi and Tamina. Now, I'm going to leave this group for now and jump to the disbanding in case for future episodes I delve into it deeper. Therefore, I'm, 
I'm not repeating myself again and again. I do seem to like to do that. I'm sure you've barely noticed, right? But yeah, it does happen. Charlotte was the Divas champion and Paige wasn't happy. A championship celebration was held and Paige went and crashed it. She called Charlotte a placeholder, told Becky she was the least relevant out of all the Divas in the revolution. She questioned, where was Natalia? Did she even work here anymore? Where are you, Mrs. Hart? Lana and Summer are too busy thinking about which man they're going to climb onto next rather than the Divas division. She claimed Charlotte only got where she was because of her father, you know, two-time Hall of Famer, the nature boy Ric Flair. It was quite the pipe bomb, similar to that of AJ's. Paige, in her heel turn, attempted to take back her Divas title to become a three-time Divas champion, but it wasn't meant to be. 2016 was a big decline for Paige. In July, WWE had held their supplemental draft and Paige was drafted to Raw. Come August, it, it was announced by on Twitter by Paige's mom that she was sidelined with an injury. Then, on the 17th of August, WWE reported that she was suspended for 30 days for violating the wellness policy. Paige later explained this wasn't due to drug misuse, it was due to a procedural issue and in September, Paige announced she would be undergoing neck surgery and she wouldn't be wrestling for an undisclosed amount of time. On October the 10th, we heard Paige will be suspended once more, this time for 60 days as it was the second time she had failed a wellness policy put in place by the company. There was some back and forth on Twitter, Paige tweeted that it was the, and I quote, same shit different day kids. Please don't get prescriptions or doctor's notes. They're not acceptable. Her father then issued a statement online saying her doctor had issued prescribed drugs, but WWE countered with their own statement to say that she tested positive for an illegal substance, not a prescribed drug. On October the 19th, Paige underwent successful neck surgery. In 2017, Paige was back, but this time she didn't come alone. A fatal four-way match between Mickey James, Sasha Banks, Alicia Fox and Bailey took place on November the 20th episode of Raw. Bailey and Fox were outside the ring, both Mickey and Sasha were laid out on the mat and the primal screech returned. Paige was back. She asked the crowd one question. Did you miss me? Hell yeah we did. I'm not going to ask if you all did because I did and I'm repping my homegirl and that's all that matters, right? Right? But serious, I would think a lot of people remembered that moment. The crowd were insane. She got people out of the seats, standing on their feet with the yes chant, and not every entrance gets that. It's important to say her return in 2017 racked up well over 5 million views on YouTube alone. So this moment, before I get any deeper, was a special moment. The crowd proved that vocally. I have to say the wrestling fans, myself included, are quite unique. They always show what they like and don't like, but this moment they loved. This was a new Paige, more confident, a woman who knew her place and that was at the very top. Paige began to speak and we saw a very confused look in Sasha Banks and Mickey James. Paige said she didn't mean to interrupt business, but... She had something to say to them and every single one of the fans out there that day. And that was, I'm back. But she didn't come alone. We cut to the Divas and Sonya Deville, a former MMA star, and Mandy Rose, a total Divas cast member from NXT, storm the ring. They take down Mickey. They take down Sasha. They then take down Bailey, who tried to make the save and then invite Foxy into the ring. But she runs up the ramp screaming. 
Paige looked fantastic in this attack too. It was clear she was the boss of this faction and her protégés were happy to carry out her orders. And with that, Absolution had arrived. Like before, I knew with this segment change was coming. Paige just had this aura around her, this glow. It was confidence. She always left you wanting more. And more that evening we got. Renee Young stopped Absolution backstage and welcomed Paige back to Raw and asked what just happened in the ring. Paige didn't get too far before Alexa Bliss, the Raw Women's Champion, arrived. She told Renee to go and congratulated Absolution on the well-deserved attack on Mickey, Sasha and Bailey. And Paige introduced the champ to Mandy and Sonya before they brutally attacked her, leaving her battered on the ground. Back on Raw the following week, the 27th of November, Absolution were back. They laid out Sasha Banks once again, but later in the show, Dana Brooke would get a rematch against the dominant Asuka. Dana lost the match in seconds and Paige's music hit. The three of them surrounded the ring. There was a stare down between Asuka and Paige before Asuka slowly left the ring to her music. The next week on December the 4th, we saw Asuka versus Alicia Fox. Absolution surrounded the ring after the match, like lions surrounding their prey, and this became a theme. They waved goodbye to Asuka once more, allowing her to leave the ring, and the crowd were wild. They wanted Paige versus Asuka. We all did. With Asuka gone, Paige grabbed the mic and told Foxy to relax, baby girl, relax. She then said she has no intention of hurting Foxy. Foxy was her best friend, the only one who liked her a year ago when she was here and she had to believe her. From the bottom of her heart, she loved Alicia Fox. Fox looking sceptical remained quiet. Paige went on to say she just doesn't think Sonya and Mandy feel the same way. The former NXT stars flattened Alicia. They were storming through the Divas division at an alarming rate. And on December the 11th, the very next week, Absolution got their first match. A six-woman tag team match, a match that Absolution would win. Later that night, we had Asuka versus Alicia Fox scheduled once again. Asuka came out to a good reception, Fox's music hit, but nobody came out. Until Paige's primal screech filled the arena once again, and she and her henchwomen arrived on the stage. Paige, acting concerned, asked where was her ex-best friend Foxy. She cut to the big screen, saying it's crazy how this happens every single night. Fox was nursing an elbow injury with the ref, refusing medical help. Back to Paige, and she said it looks like Foxy wasn't coming to the ring today, and conveniently this freed up some time for Asuka and her to talk. Paige said she respected her and had heard about her. They had given her fair warnings and let her walk away, but she had to face it. She's kind of getting in the way. Paige said they had eliminated every woman of consequence on the roster, but Asuka was the last beacon of hope. Asuka either had to move out of the way, or they will make her move out of the way. Absolution surrounded the ring once again. Asuka showed no fear. Paige mocked, You always say, No one is ready for Asuka! Well, it's time you meet Absolution, she said. But with her back turned, Asuka attacked Mandy, taking her off the apron. Sonya in for the save, but down she goes. Paige in with a big kick, but Asuka locked her into an armbar. We're now seeing a three-on-one attack. Paige ready to deliver the rampage, but Sasha Banks' music hits, and down the Raw roster came. Sasha, Bailey, the women's champion of Raw, Alexa Bliss... Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, and Nia Jax. The Raw Women's Division was in chaos. Now, fast forward a couple of weeks to December the 18th, we had another tag team match and chaos ensued. 
We had a tag match turned out turned into an all-out brawl. Stephanie McMahon's music hits and the women just freeze. We all wondered what was coming next. Stephanie made her way to the ring in no rush. She looks great. She just screams power, doesn't she? She has this thing about her that you just know when she's drafted in to solve a problem, the solution is something huge. And huge this announcement was. Stephanie entered the ring and looked each woman in the eye. Stephanie said three years ago a revolution started, led by the women on Raw, the women on Smackdown and every woman who came before them, even the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. Because of them, the Divas division became the women's division. The Divas became superstars, main eventing like the men on Raw, SmackDown and NXT, blowing the roof off this joint. She said because of the women in the ring, we had the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match, the first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match, and just two weeks prior, two women competed in the Middle East for the first time in WWE. The chants were... Do you remember what the chants were? This is hope. She then asked the ladies, what did they say about making history once again in the first ever women's Royal Rumble match? I know when I saw this, I lost my mind. I was, I, I couldn't believe it. Finally, after all these years, a women's Royal Rumble match. And to this day, it remains my favorite kind of match. My favorite pay-per-view. This would be bittersweet for Paige as during a house show live event, Paige was injured and we found out months down the line her in-ring career in WWE was over. On April the 9th on Monday Night Raw, Paige delivered a heartbreaking speech to her fans. She revealed due to neck injury she could no longer perform as an in-ring competitor. She said she loves this ring. She was born to be in this ring. This is her heart. This is her soul and this is her blood. She said it's the hardest thing she had ever had to do. This was, after all, her house. The thank you Paige chant started. Paige thanked every female superstar backstage and said how proud she was. They had all built it to be the huge deal that it now is. She thanked her family. She thanked Daniel Bryan. She thanked Edge. Both men suffered career-ending injuries. Both men, however, came back. Would there be hope for Paige? Paige reflected on her career and with that she laid down her t-shirt and mic in the ring and made for the exit, retiring from an active role aged only 25. It was very emotional, a scene played out before us that even I couldn't believe was real. The next night on Smackdown Live, remember the awful days of Smackdown being on a Tuesday? I hated that. It's always been Friday Night Smackdown, long may it live. The next night saw a return for Paige. Shane McMahon announced her as the new GM for SmackDown, taking over from Daniel Bryan. Paige had some career highlights during this role. She was involved in the Women's Money in the Bank Summit, many title matches, many backstage segments, became SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella's worst nightmare. She later would become a manager for the Kabuki Warriors until they, re until they turned on her in the ring, leaving her with a face full of green mist, but then would be released on the 22nd of June 2022. There wasn't anything left creatively for Paige as a non-competing superstar, and she was free of a WWE contract, leaving the company a three-time world champion, first ever NXT Women's Champion, and two-time Divas Champion. Now, I normally cover this at the end of a podcast, but because I'm switching to a new era of Paige, I want to try and keep it all in line, making sense. So I asked, as I always do, I asked you on Twitter, do you think Paige should be inducted into the Hall of Fame? 
With 60% of the votes, you said yes. Now, here's my take. I can't put it to you any more clear than yes, absolutely I do. This is a girl who grew up in the business, in wrestling. She shed blood, sweat and tears. Wrestling is literally her life. We saw her journey through a movie. We watched her grow, becoming a three-time champion, a Total Diva cast member, the leader of a faction, a general manager. There is nothing this woman can't do. She overcame a career-ending neck injury. Now, I know like some names, controversy and trouble have followed her around at times, but if that shows nothing else, it reminds us she's human. She's made mistakes, she's acknowledged that, and she's pushed forward. Paige has a huge impact on women's wrestling. She's been a driving force for change. She always has the fans in the palm of her hand. She became the youngest ever champion and is still, to this day, a true sports entertainer. I truly believe Paige deserves a spot with the elite. Pun absolutely intended. Paige, in my opinion, like AJ Lee, like Trish Stratus, like Lita, like Mickey, Melina, Victoria, is one of the greatest to enter those ropes, to lace a pair of boots. And in my opinion, Paige deserves a place in WWE's Hall of Fame. So having said that, just weeks after a release, the news broke. The news we never expected to hear. Paige was back. She was cleared to wrestle. She would be returning to the ring. But this time, she was Soraya. And the company who cleared her, the new kids on the block, was none other than Tony Khan and his ever-growing brand, All Elite Wrestling, AEW. On the 21st of September at New York's AEW Grand Slam, we saw a match for the AEW Interim Women's World Championship between former WWE star and interim AEW Women's Champion, Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Serena Deeb and Athena. Tony went on to win the match, but afterwards would see Jamie Hayter return, reuniting with Dr. Britt Baker and beating down the champion. This would be interrupted when a mystery woman's music would hit. To the fans' delight, a stadium roar erupted. Out came AEW's newest and hottest star, Soraya, formerly known by many as WWE's Paige. She made her way to the ring, pointing to the crowd, taking in the welcome reception. Now, I have to say, does anyone else remember the complete travesty when the announced team called her Soraya, not Soraya? That had me burned. Like, I, I was not for that. It's Soraya. Come on. We saw Soraya enter the ring, blowing a kiss to Brit, Jamie, Serena, and Rebel. And I just loved how right off the bat she claimed, this is my house. On the 5th of October, we got a huge women's tag match on Dynamite. It was Tony Storm, Athena, and Willow Nightingale with Soraya versus Jamie Hayter, Serena Deeb, and Penelope Ford with Dr. Britt Baker and Rebel at ringside. The face team picked up the win, but after the match, we were treated to a taste of a matchup to come when Britt got in Soraya's face, talking some crap and Soraya unloaded on her. This led to a huge brawl between everyone in the ring with Soraya standing tall at the end. This marked the first time Soraya got into physical contact since her retirement in 2017. The two would be given weekly segments to showcase just who they were as individuals. It would lead to more confrontation between Soraya and the Doctor. It was planned that they would have an interview with Renee Paquette that went wrong and eventually a match, Soraya's first match since 2017 and debut match for AEW at Full Gear. Now, I wanted to mention the massive I'm cleared to wrestle promo that Soraya delivered. That was one of the most passionate and true segments I think I've ever watched. 
it was it was from the heart she started off with the burning question what were us the fans wondering is she cleared is she not will she wrestle will she not wrestle she took mris and scans and unfortunately for brit she's 100 percent cleared now straight away you can see she's holding back the tears this is raw this is something that's that's held her back it's been building and she's ready to bust out the crowd were ready too they were standing on their feet aew is soraya's house Britt turned on the fans saying they were fickle she then she said she built aew from the ground up like a fortress that wrestlers no 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 superstars i got that wwa dig right there wanted to move in and she's damn proud of that surprisingly at this point the crowd was chanting dmd Britt cut deep telling Soraya she left her house and walked into AEW, Britt's house. Soraya reminded her she's been a part of this business for 30 years, 17 of those professionally and in front of the camera. Britt has known the camera for three years and she doesn't know what it takes to be a superstar, considering she was handed her position by Tony Khan. Soraya travelled up and down the UK and, and all over Europe for free because she loves this business. She got hit by a car and wrestled the next day. She handed out flyers for promotions but got turned down for the sheer fact she was female. She was starting revolutions before they were a trend. She's done Madison Square Garden. She's done the O2, the Tokyo Dome and now she's in front of an ungrateful bitch because she loves this business. She's battled a drug addiction publicly, been humiliated in front of millions of people. She's given a career and her neck for this business. She said Britt doesn't have a clue what it takes to make it. Soraya then offered Britt the chance to come and be her comeback story. The biggest match of her short career. It's going to be Britt versus Soraya at full gear. Cue the mic drop. The only problem I had with this, I didn't want to see the finisher right there. The segment should have been left with Soraya leaving the ring. But all in all, I love the freedom these women get in AEW. It's more believable and feels less thrown together for entertainment, if you like. So, yeah, the match, it, it was great. It was everything I expected and more. It was cool that Soraya's family were at ringside. You know, she took she took moves I didn't think she would. The match went on longer than I thought it would. But if nothing else, she showed she was back and she was ready to go. I just think... WWE made that huge mistake telling her she couldn't do what she loved anymore because she quite clearly could. Now, off the back of this short face run, we saw Soraya join forces with Tony Storm. They have the heel turn and recruit Ruby Soho, formerly Ruby Riot, and the trio become the outcasts. The faction could run the division much like Brit, Jamie, and Rebel did, but it's very hit and miss. They seem to gather momentum and but don't keep it very long. I love the concept. It's almost like WWE 2.0. As I keep saying, it's it's like the talent who didn't get a chance to shine or weren't utilized to the fullest potential are now here and their time is now. Generations of former WWE stars, both male and female, grace this new playing field. And it's just going at full speed. We see the likes of Mercedes Martinez, Serena Deeb, Athena, Ty Mello, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, Taya Valkyrie, just all getting the spotlight they deserve. I mean, is there anyone else you'd like to see go here? Maybe Mercedes Monet. I mean, we did see that all in. Uh, Mariah May. A question I put to you all is, would WWE have Soraya back for a Rumble? 
I asked you and 59% said yes. I would love to see that forbidden door kick down again, like Mickey, the Impact Women's Champion, did. How about this January? Soraya comes back with the title and enters the Rumble. Would it be a sell? Would you stay seated to see it? I would love to hear a zombified music hit and see a side skip to the ring holding that AEW women's title high. I think it would be a two fingers up to WWE because they were the ones that said never again would she, re would she wrestle. She is that miracle. Edge did it. Brian did it. Why not Soraya? Could they bring AJ too? Have a rumble spot like Trish and Mickey, you know, like Summer and Natalia. It would sell. I know it. I do think 2024 is approaching, you know, it's approaching really fast. I think maybe it is too soon to see Soraya return. Um, WWE merged with Impact, but they're well established. Um, you know, not as big of a threat as AEW is, maybe. I don't think they're uniting anytime soon, but we can dream. Now, to close this out, this is the first time ever on this podcast. It was all ready to be released last week, but I thought I'd wait for AEW All In to close before I did this. And for the first time in nine years, she's done it. She's holding a world championship. At 21, she was the Divas champion. And at 31, and new AEW Women's World Champion, Soraya! A second introduction on the podcast, done. Soraya defeated champion Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker and her best friend and tag team partner Tony Storm in a fatal four-way match this past week at AEW All-In Wembley, Soraya's and my home country. I can't wait to see what's in store for the outcast next, with Soraya pinning Tony to secure the title. I guess we'll just have to keep watching. As always, thank you for the continued support. I'm currently at almost 240 streams across 24 countries worldwide. The goal was 250. I'm almost there. You can find me on the socials. DMs are always open. Leave feedback, tweet ideas for future episodes. Send it all on Twitter at Slee underscore Ryan. Please leave ratings and reviews for my podcast on the platforms available. It all helps stay in those charts. Hit the follow and subscribe buttons to never miss another episode. And also, I still haven't been hit up for that ring announcing gig. Let's all tag Soraya in this episode and see if she wants to have me introduce her as the champ. <laughs> keep watching out for the Twitter Spaces collabs coming up too. Stay healthy, keep eyes on the wrestling world, and I'll see you next time on They Made Their Way to the Ring. Ding, ding, ding.